Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Happy year 2022, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. It has been a hot minute, and it will be the scope, the topic of today's episode. So, first of all, apologies for having been missing in action, missing in action these past weeks. If you all follow me on social media, you might or might uh, not have seen that I talked about losing a family member, unfortunately, a bit before Christmas. And since then, I needed some time off and took some time off. But we are back now, ready to gently and reasonably pick up some pace. In today's episode, I want to talk what happened uh, more like at an internal level, emotionally and in general how to deal with periods or phases in our lives when something happens and it can be so many things it can be the loss of a loved one you know a grieving process things not going the way you want or just you know no apparent reason but our mood um, not being as it usually is and how to deal with these things in the best way possible for us for mental health and in a way that is aligned to our values and ultimately that will help not only ourselves on a personal level but professional level as there are so many misconceptions of how to deal with such periods based on the hustle struggle fake it fake it till you make it mentality in our society so today will be all about what to do when you are in a funk and what not to do when you are in a funk or in a period in your life where for whatever reason you just don't feel any energy or motivation or will to show up for your business or any area of your life really it doesn't only it's not only for the scope of so in a nutshell the past three months so probably about from mid-september to right now First, my beloved cat, Kelly, passed away. It was completely unexpected. I guess she had some sort of illness that didn't show until it was too late. And even then, the vet, you know, said, oh, it's it's 50-50, she could recover, and she didn't. And all of you pet lovers know that we usually love our pets more than most people because they give, give us unconditional love and they're just a bundle of joy and happiness. So that happened back in September and it took a while to get over that and you never fully get over something like that, right? But to to be able to function again without being extremely sad all the time. And then I left for Costa Rica mid-November. Was it mid-November? Yeah, approximately mid-November and was planning on staying at least five or six weeks, had my flights booked, my Airbnbs booked, etc., and unfortunately, in the middle of it, had to come back for a family emergency where a family member wasn't doing well and unfortunately passed away just before Christmas. And during those three months, but especially in the last one, let's say that the motivation to show up was not the highest. And this kind of brings an important difference that is relevant for the scope of this podcast. There is a difference between going through some things in our lives and needing to slow down, but still finding some joy 
or motivation or fulfillment in still doing some of the things we usually do for the business. And that was the case, you know, in September, October, November, throughout those months where, yes, the death of my cat, Kelly, had been very difficult. And I took like about a week off when it happened. But then pretty rapidly, I felt good about, you know, doing not the maximum I could do, but showing up, creating content, podcast episodes, etc. So that is one specific situation or scenario. And then you have the other one where other life event happens and you just, people could pay you a million, your motivation would still not come back. And just the thought of having to show up or having to do something for your business is completely overwhelming, anxiety-inducing, procrastination-inducing, and you just can't do it or you feel that you can't do it. And as an important side note, it's pretty normal that these things would happen with the business versus other things in our lives. Uh, Like, I don't know, you know, cleaning up the house or seeing friends because as entrepreneurs, or same goes if you're employed, that is... Basically, you know, our business gives us money and at a reptilian level, money is survival. So there is always an underlying pressure, whether we feel it or not, that voice in our head that says, well, we can't, you know, fuck up the business because that's how you put uh, money in the bank and food on the table. And it's usually that exact reason why we feel so much overwhelm and anxiety or just complete lack of motivation to do anything, to show up, to post, to create content, to launch or whatnot, because the consequences of not taking action on a very long-term perspective in our mind are bad. And because it's bad, it just adds a layer of overwhelm to the already difficult situation. Now, when we are in scenario A, which I will briefly talk about, but I'll focus more on scenario B, when we are experiencing a temporary small loss of motivation where we just need to slow down, acknowledging that we have that need and not pushing through the moral obligation of having to be on 100%, 100% of the time is the best thing you can do. So not doing as many Instagram stories or not releasing, you know, a weekly podcast episode, kind of tuning things down while maintaining some sort of presence or taking some sort of action will be enough usually to give you that space that you need in order to be able to come back stronger whenever the time is right, whether that's a few days, a few weeks, or a few months. And it's really significant to acknowledge that our business is not going to suffer from us temporarily not creating as much content or posting as consistently, etc., then forcing ourselves to be at 100% and then having a nervous breakdown or a burnout along the way where we do nothing in two, three, five, or six months. Now, scenario B, when we are completely, absolutely exhausted, and we just, even if people paid us, we still could not motivate ourselves to do anything, it's important to first look for a few signs that might be indicating a deeper root of why this is happening at the moment. So obviously, if someone passed away, I don't think you really need to dig any deeper. Grieving and a lot of emotions and sadness and anger, etc. are just 
so so normal and part of the process so I don't think we need to do any more digging from that perspective or when things like that happen but if it's kind of out of the blue where maybe there was a situation with a sibling or your partner or your kids or someone in the office that is not related you know to losing someone it is very interesting to ask ourselves are we noticing mood swings anxiety trouble focusing on one task so kind of symptoms of ADHD attention deficit kind of jumping mindlessly from one thing to another but not really getting anything done if that's the case I highly recommend you go listen to this podcast episode I listened to a few days ago it's the Ed Milet show so you'll find it on whatever platform you're listening to this episode right now Ed Milet show one of the latest episodes is him interviewing this brilliant I think he's a psychiatrist who specializes in PTSD and complex PTSD and who very eloquently who described how PTSD is so much more than the symptoms that we kind of associate with, you know, veterans from the war who have flashbacks uh, or nightmares, etc. He goes much deeper into the subject of typical signs of PTSD, what could be triggering them, and sometimes it's something as quote-unquote simple as being involved with someone who is not showing affection and it's just reminding us of all of the times that our parents never showed us affection, right? And that can trigger feelings of anxiety, mood swings, attention deficit, um, mild or severe depression, um, lack of motivation, irritability, etc., etc. And listening to that podcast episode, episode would help you immensely. Now, how do we tackle such times? Because they do happen eventually. We are human beings and life happens. So there will be a point in our life or in our business, both actually, where we encounter phases of a few days, a few weeks, sometimes a few months, where these things happen. And when they do, having a few of the next steps in mind, having tools at your disposal that you can use to make yourself feel better throughout these phases will make your life so much more easier then if you did not have these tools or if you felt that you had to push through them and still, you know, show up because you have a business, so just take responsibility and work, blah, 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 blah. Step one is not guilt tripping ourselves. Easier said than done, I know. But the guilt uh, and all of the shoulds, you should be posting, you should be showing up, your audience is waiting for you. This is going to damage your business. You've worked your heart, your ass off so hard until now to build something and it's all going to fall to pieces because you're not showing up or because you're not, you know, taking action the way you should, blah, 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 blah. All of these feelings are going to do one thing and one thing only is making us feel worse, adding kind of insult to injury, a whole new layer of emotions on top of the emotions that we are already dealing with. And that is the most unproductive thing and unhealthy thing that we could ever do to ourselves And it's absolutely not going to help us reach, you know, a place where we we feel that we are regaining our energy and strength. It's going to do the polar opposite, going to make us procrastinate even more, feel shit about feeling shit. Uh, and it's going to be a vicious circle. So not guilt-tripping ourselves and fully acknowledging that these things are no normal, that everyone goes through them at some point in their life, and that, you know, thousands or even millions of entrepreneurs have gone through the exact same thing when stuff happened in their life and their business is absolutely fine. No, it did not crumble to pieces because they took a few days or weeks or months off. So that's step one. 
And step two, I think that we don't talk about enough, especially on social media, we usually see all of the wins, right? And this is not bad. It's amazing to see men and women who get to a point where they were able to leave their nine to five uh, or find their perfect job and be at a place where they're very happy and sharing their wins. But usually we see more wins than we see tough phases or things not going as planned. And that creates this completely irrealistic standard and very filtered information where we feel that if we're not feeling okay, that if we aren't able to show up the way we want to, it is abnormal or that we should be able to deal with it better because everyone around us is finding a way to deal with it, which is not true. It's just that it's not shown. And I do think that social media now is reaching a point where things like this in business are starting to be more transparent. So we had... Uh, this huge, like, positive change on social media about body image and, like, the diet culture and all of these things needing to stop and, you know, intuitive eating instead of tracking your calories and bullying yourself with the scale each morning. This phenomenon started to gain a lot of strength in the past two to five years where people are starting to be okay without retouching their photos, with just showing themselves as they are, which is such an amazing thing to witness and to experience. And I feel that the business side of Instagram is slowly getting to a similar phase, right? That until now, it was amazing to flex, you know, the five, six, seven figure launches, that everything is going so well, that we're making millions, working two hours a day and two hours a day and going to the spa on a weekly basis while all of those things are amazing when you don't see the flip side of the coin it's just like all of the retouch photos on instagram making us feel that we are not good enough that other people you know have perfect skin and no imperfections etc etc so we are slowly getting there in business where more and more people and content creators and entrepreneurs are acknowledging you know, the, the periods or the phases in their business that is not as glitzy, not as glamorous, not as effortless, which is amazing, but it's just starting to happen. So this gets us to a second point of remembering why you wanted a business in the first place. One of these core values, core elements of why you decided to do this in the first place. And one of these things is most likely freedom and physical and mental health, feeling that you can put yourself first, that you have, you know, the freedom to organize your time the way you want, that you can choose what you want to do and don't want to do. And one of the traps when we have our own business is that we start to become very afraid of what might happen to the business if we don't tend to it like a baby, like a baby who can't survive uh, without attention, without care. And we are kind of creating an environment that is so unhealthy, feeling that we have to be there 100% of the time at 100%, which is even worse than a 95, because a 95 at least, you know, once you're home, you're kind of home, whereas a business, it's constant. You can't like switch off your brain and never think about your business. It's definitely a skill that we can work on and become better at, but it's very unlikely that we have just, couldn't just switch it off and not think about it. So knowing that, would it be an alignment and would it feel like you're following your higher self or what the universe would want for you if you're forcing yourself to do something that your mind and body just can't do right now because it's dealing with other things? And 
the answer to that question is no, right? It's kind of defeating the purpose, def- defeating the entire purpose of why we left our 9 to 5 or why we wanted to create a business in the first place. And once we can acknowledge that freedom and fulfillment and happiness is what we actually really want through the process of creating our own business, it is then only normal that part of that process of growing and scaling a business is fully embodying that energy and allowing ourselves to take time off and not do anything if that's what is needed for our physical and mental health, right? That it is not bad, that it is normal and that we are honoring the deep reasons why we wanted to start this in the first place by being okay with not being okay and by being okay with not feeling the urge um, to take action when we just can't and when all we want to do is, you know, chill out on YouTube or TikTok, scroll through Instagram or play with our cat all day. So that is super important because once you can connect with your why of, okay, well, the reason I wanted this business in the first place, you know, was to have peace of mind, well, it's kind of foolish. I I was going to say stupid, but that's a harsh word. It's foolish to do the exact opposite, even though we all agree that it is hard. It is hard to surrender, to let go and to take a step back when we have a deep-seated fear that is going to damage our business and what we are working towards. Don't also, such an important piece of advice that I have learned in these past six or seven weeks, kind of have a huge had a huge realization in Costa Rica, don't beat yourself up for perceived failures that might not be failures at all. And in my opinion, there, are no, there is no such thing as a failure, only learning opportunities or readjusting after we tried something that didn't work. But, you know, many of us can relate to the word failure. So, you know, you came up with a program and no one bought or you're super happy with your content and no one is watching your stories for some reason and might well be the algorithm. And we kind of feel that it's a failure, that it's not working the way we want. But what if what you want is not what you need and the universe is actually giving you what you need instead of what you want and that is something that kind of hit me while I was meditating in Costa Rica Costa Rica the country of good energy I beat myself up so much every single day since June for two launches that did not go the way uh, I planned And it didn't make any sense. So I would turn the thing in my head again and again and again. And the launches weren't a disaster, right? But it's just I did not reach goals that I had set for myself. And I can be extremely hard with myself when I don't reach a goal. And I'm, you know, learning to be kind of with myself. That's at the end of the day, it's not moving me in the direction I want to just bully myself because I did not reach a goal. But two launches did not go as planned. And didn't mean it failed. Didn't mean it wasn't meant to be. It just... It didn't match the vision I had for them. And for the longest time, I told myself, well, it's simple. There are two things in business, strategy and energy. The strategy was as good as I could get it. I was extremely satisfied with how, you know, the team and I conducted and organized those launches and the results and the opt-ins and the people who attended the live events. So the strategy was extremely satisfying and on many levels, even more successful than any previous launch we had ever done. More efficient, more higher conversion rates on some things, etc. Passive income. But then 
didn't turn out the way I expected when it came to conversions and people, you know, actually investing in the program. So I said, okay, well, if the strategy part is good, then it can only be your energy. Like there is literally nothing else. And I would ask myself these questions that, you know, it's a double-edged sword that can be so liberating when you're willing to go there sometimes because there are blocks or energetic disruptions or limiting beliefs that need to be addressed. I would ask myself, what is wrong? Like something, I still have limiting beliefs, my energy was off, maybe like deep down I didn't believe I could do it or that I don't deserve or I'm not worthy. And I went down this huge rabbit hole where I was chronically looking for where I had fucked up energetically as the strategy was good and that lasted five months five whole months 150 days of asking myself where what I had missed what I wasn't aware of what part of my subconscious I hadn't figured out and it created it was such a vicious circle because the more I asked myself those questions and the more I started doubting everything and doubting the fact that I can relaunch successfully or the way I want because I thought well if I thought that my energy is good and it turns out the launch didn't work as expected I guess I'm not even able to identify when something in my energy is off and if I can't identify it how can I even solve it and then it created so much tension and anxiety about well what if I launch again and I think my energy is good but actually it's not because there's something that I haven't found that is hiding in my subconscious and it went so far and in Costa Rica I had this thought while meditating and I'm sure it's from above you know it's from the universe from my higher self and it said well what if Nothing was wrong with your energy and the universe gave you what you needed instead of what you wanted. That for some reason, and I have my ideas of what, why it might be the case, but I'm still not sure. So I'll come back to you with another episode in a few months once I have figured it out. But I had some ideas of why at those specific moments in June and in September, why, you know, for various reasons, personal reasons and relating to other people in my life, why maybe it just wasn't the right time for me to have uh, launches that hit certain financial goals. And that actually the universe kind of nice, nicely plotted against me by not making them work in order for me to learn things I needed to learn or to, you know, raise the carpet and see what had been shoved under, do a bit of shadow work, inner work, so that in a few months... I could have reached the next level that I could not have reached if everything had gone smoothly and I had not asked myself any deeper questions. And it was the first time that the thought came in my mind, well, what if actually your energy was okay, more than okay, and the reason why things did not work, you know, in June and September had not that much to do with me and much more with the universe seeing what I can't see and saying, no, like this is girl, this is what you think you want, but it's not what you need. So we are going to give you what you need, not what you want. And that was extremely liber liberating. And it actually made so much more sense than my initial, initial hypothesis that something was wrong with my energy. Because first of all, our energy is never perfect. So it's a very irrealistic goal to want to have a perfect energy 24-7. It just creates so much anxiety around how we have to feel. And second of all, 
In the past, I've had successful launches, even though I had doubts and fears and anxiety, and I was wondering if people would buy, or if they wouldn't buy, and if it's going to be a flop, if it's going to be a success. Meaning, if I could launch successfully, you know, in the past, and even beyond my expectations, even though back then my energy wasn't, you know, better than now, well, why can't I do it again? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense that if my energy was partly off in the past and I could launch why I couldn't do that again now. So to make a long story short, don't beat yourself up for perceived failures when in fact the universe might be giving you a blessing in disguise. Another very concrete example I can give you is from a, um, a client I had a very long time ago where she also had like two or three flop launches in a row and it was very damaging for her confidence and we worked a lot through that because you know like me just in the past it had gone so effortlessly and she was like I don't get it why is it not working anymore maybe I just got lucky maybe I'm not meant for this maybe the universe wants me to go back to my job and actually she ended up in this complicated financial situation with like an ex-partner it was very messy where had she done all of the money she like set as a goal in those three launches it would have been an absolute financial shit show with that ex-partner who could have like claimed so much of that money that she didn't make at the end in those flopped launches and the lesson to be learned in that specific scenario the universe knew all about this because the universe knows everything is that if she had reached the goals and gotten what she wanted at that moment which was enrolling x amount of people and making x amount of money she would have like lost it all it would have been a complicated like legal battle with the ex-partner who would have done anything to claim as much as he could and by not having successful launches at that moment the universe actually handed her the best cards ever like a pretty easy situation where when the ex-partner showed his true colors, they were able to, you know, point their ways, definitely close that book without like a huge financial mess being involved. And that is something you could never guess. And when you flop launches like that, you're like, what's wrong? The strategy was wrong. Maybe I have limiting beliefs when in fact it was just the best thing. It was what we needed, even though we didn't know that we needed that yet. But in uh, hindsight, 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 is that how you say that word? Yeah, I hope so. Looking back, it actually all played out perfectly. So that's what I wanted to say about that. When you feel that things are not going your way, keep your eyes on the prize in the sense of just because it's temporarily not going the way we want, we need to acknowledge that sometimes there are lessons that we need to learn, even though we don't know what those lessons are, or trust that the universe does see the bigger picture and that eventually, whether it's in a few weeks or in a few months or maybe a few years, Everything is going to turn out so much better because we have experienced what we've been experiencing until now. And piece of advice number four, even if it's scary, take the damn time off. Because if you don't, if you are at a stage in your life where you are exhausted, where stuff is happening in your personal life and you just, you know, feel you can't do anything for your business or very little, forcing yourself to do it is going to be so much more damaging in the long run than taking time off and doing nothing for a few weeks or a few months. Basically, the cost of pushing yourself through and pushing through your limits will be so much higher than the perceived cost of taking time off. So I'm going to repeat that. The cost of pushing through your limits and forcing yourself to take action when you can't or don't want to will eventually be higher than the perceived cost 
of taking time off. And I say perceived cost because we see it as like, oh my God, I'm not going to make any money. I'm not going to have any clients. I'm going to lose followers, blah, 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 which we perceive as a cost when in fact that might not even happen. If we can surrender to the outcome, the situation, let go of control, things might play out even better and taking time off is not a cost. It's a temporary phase when you're not as active so you can then hit the ground running with full peace, happiness and joy in a few weeks or a few months instead of dragging yourself and your business and your soul and your mental health through months and years of feeling 70% burnt out and 30% okay-ish and not being able to act from a place of empowerment and fulfillment in the future. Let's remember that this is a marathon, it is not a sprint. And in the long run, as we said, temporarily taking time off right now will not hurt you at all. And just think actually of a few people that you follow who for a certain period of time were not as active as they usually are. Did you tell yourself, oh my God, that person is awful, they can't manage a business and I hate them and I'm expecting their content and they're not giving it to me, so I'm going to unfollow? Of course not, right? The most likely thing that we're going to think is maybe, oh, it's a bit weird, she has, he or she hasn't posted in a few weeks, maybe what's going on, maybe some worry for them and maybe some disappointment, but not about them, but just because we, you know, we, we love their content and we are looking forward to reading or listening to their content. And just feeling some excitement for when they come back, but certainly not anger or resentment, etc. I've had someone I know on Instagram who lost, you know, a family member and she announced on Instagram that she needed, you know, time to process all of that. Didn't show up at all for two or three months, maybe four. And then she came back and she said, you know, I was so scared that I basically ruined everything by taking four months off in the middle of my business and that actually absolutely did not happen. People respected that she needed some time off and when she was ready to be back, they were ready to know to get her as a coach. And basically that period of four months did not change anything in terms of her sales once she came back. People were ready for her when she was ready to be back. Now, the million dollar question we're going to answer is what to do when we are going through such a phase, such a period where something happened in our life that temporarily stops us from doing business as usual. So first things first, sometimes you just simply need to do nothing and naturally your brain usually chooses an option as to how you're going to escape reality. And I don't say this in a bad way, right? Uh, me, it's YouTube. I just watch a bunch of YouTube stuff, um, don't have Netflix. But that's how I escape sometimes a reality that is overwhelming. And other people, you know, they watch Netflix, others... Ev everyone has their own thing. So first things first, don't force yourself to do anything in the beginning, in the earlier stages of you know, such a process as what your system and mind need is a break, right? So just give yourself that break, do whatever you feel like doing or not doing. And if that involves, you know, lying in bed quite a bit, well, so be it. And then the second thing that you might um, want to consider or that could help you, and you've probably heard this before, is what did you like doing as a kid? And I'm going to give you an example of when I had a funk, and that was in June 
June, July, July 2020. So not this period when I lost, you know, a family member. But back in July 2020, I had just tried my first launch at the end of June 2020. And I made a total of $1,099 or something, just short of $1,100. With two people who back then got a... can't even remember what it was, something around $550. And I had expected more people to hop in and that wasn't the case and it was my first launch. And after that, I felt so depleted that I had invested so much time and effort for almost nothing and it seemed so unfair and I was looking at people around me who were slaying the launch game. I was like, screw this. And that was one of my procrastination phases where I watched YouTube many, many hours a day. But back then what I did during the entire month of July, is that I built a terrace in my parents' house. My sister had this brilliant idea and made a concept of a lounge corner, and we actually built an entire terrace from scratch with like a water feature, um, and it's, it was it was an amazing. It, it was challenging, it was fun, it was exhausting because we had to um, dig and we excavated like two cubicle meters of dirt and rocks. Like it was exhausting. It was amazing. It was really thrilling. And one of the things I loved to do as a kid was build things. So build Ikea stuff with my dad. Or um, I had this electric train and you can build like an entire track system and have the train running in the entire room, which I loved. I loved Legos, etc. And I didn't even do it consciously. But back then in July 2020, when I built a terrace, I was actually reconnecting with something I really like doing, which is manual work it gets me excited it puts my mind off things I kind of like the little challenge that that comes with it of having to you know build the thing straight <laughs> without it collapsing on us etc and back then I wasn't that much in a funk that I stopped completely so I did continue to post regularly a few times a week because I felt that I could right I wasn't that down that I had to shut off all business operations like I did right now for six weeks almost uh, so I did the bare minimum but I didn't promote anything I wasn't creative I kind of had no idea of what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it everything was really blurry and unclear I didn't know what to launch how to position myself etc etc and because I allowed myself to basically do almost nothing, apart from a few posts here and there a week, and build a terrace and have fun, then I had this major breakthrough the following month in August, and the business really skyrocketed from there. So do something you loved as a kid. And ask yourself what in your life is causing you most more stress at the moment that is causing this procrastination or causing this kind of analysis paralysis or freeze period which is stopping you from basically doing anything now depending on the situation if it's like grief or something that is really traumatic um, we don't want to be adding a layer of to like a to-do list of inner work right grief it just has to go by and we have to soothe ourselves and be very gentle with ourselves throughout the process. But if there is another reason why you're feeling that way, maybe a friend did something, betrayed you, and the weight of that is really kind of paralyzing you right now, or if, you know, you had expected something that didn't happen, 
going to the root cause of whatever happened and trying to alleviate it through energetic work like meditation or journaling or EFT can make a huge difference if you feel that you have enough energy. Allocate 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes a day doing just that as it will help you go through that phase in an easier way and probably speed up the process. Um, I remember when my cat passed away, I had a lot of guilt around should should we have insisted, you know, with the vet that they run more tests the first time we went, even though the, the vet said everything was okay, would she have survived, you know, if we had acted faster, did I miss something I wasn't supposed to miss, and all of those questions were just keeping me stuck in a place that made me miserable, and that was not bringing my cat back, obviously, so doing EFT on those feelings, EFT stands, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, if you don't know it, really helped me navigate through those feelings so I could grieve in peace without adding layers of guilt that were, were really not helpful in that scenario. And just by starting, you know, with a few minutes of that a day, even if it's five minutes of journaling, it will be better than nothing. Also remember when you are kind of feeling ready to slowly start getting back, you know, on a routine or maybe what you used to do before, less is more. One of the things that can keep us paralyzed or in lack of action or procrastinating is the overwhelm of the thoughts, the overwhelm when thinking about all of the things that we have to do, that we have not been doing, that we have to catch up. And the way that ends up is us not doing anything because it's way too overwhelming. So instead of thinking, okay, well, when I'm back on, I have to be here 24-7, I have to post every day, or do stories every day, or I have to pick up the rhythm just as it was before, I have like six-hour work dates, etc., like absolutely effing not. We're going to start low, maybe 30 minutes a day, one hour a day, and you can tell yourself, okay, I'm just going to commit one hour today, not too early in the morning if you need the sleep, maybe from, you know, 11 to 12, just before lunch, or 2 to 3, take that one hour time slot and, you know, psychologically prepare yourself or tell yourself, I can sleep as much as I want, I can YouTube as much as I want, I can, you know, do nothing as much as I want, I'll just log in that those 30 minutes or 60 minutes, and after that, you know, I will have the satisfaction and peace of mind that I did do something uh, without overwhelming myself. And as last words, important reframes. What I've noticed that is not helpful at all, and I've definitely been guilty of this, is comparing ourselves to ourselves in a way that is just not serving us. So overcoming comparison, so comparing ourselves to others is already amazing and fantastic, but then there is another rabbit hole uh, that can go very deep is when we look at how much money we made last year or how, how many followers we gained last year and we expect to, you know, be better than last year. So to make more money, sign in more clients, increase our followers more uh, or whatever the objective might be. And while this can absolutely be healthy and actually can be a, an amazing mechanism to benchmark ourselves against, you know, our own performance and set new objectives and take action toward take action towards them it can also be very damaging when we are in one of these not so great phase when we are not you know 
feeling at the top of their game, when our energy is a bit off, because it's just going to trigger thoughts as, I'm not doing it, I did better last year, my clients expect me to make more money, or I should have more followers because last year I gained, I don't know, 500, and everything should be easier now, and shoulds, and comparing ourselves to stuff that's just not making feel making us feel better, is going to perpetuate the cycle of not wanting to do anything because again it's too overwhelming so just in the first place why would we have to have a better year next year than the year before that is the first question that I want you to ask yourself why do we have to have a year-to-year comparison basis While it makes sense, you know, on many levels in today's society because you compare, you know, portfolio performances and a bunch of stuff from year to year, why wouldn't we take two or three years, a period of two or three or even five years and compare chunks of five years versus year to year? Because if we have the rationality of we should be making more money or we should be having more clients each year, Well, why is it not each month or each week or each day? And where is the limit to that, right? If it's not helpful. And the way I like to see it is like a promotion. If we are working in a corporate job, um, it's pretty unlikely that we get promoted each year. Sometimes for two, three or four years, we actually don't get a promotion. But it doesn't mean that we are regressing or stagnating. We are actually building our case, our experience, our energy, our knowledge, and our leverage in order to have that next step when the time is right and have a big leap forward. Same goes with business. Just because for various reasons, let's imagine that you didn't make uh, as much money in 2021 than in 2020 and now you have all of these damaging thoughts. Well, maybe in 2021, while you did not increase your sales, you let go of toxic people in your life or you healed something that you've had been shoving under the carpet or you strengthen your relationship with your audience which means that they're now you know more likely to buy from you all of that is amazing things that you will be able to leverage and that will show in your business at some point or another and the process is not always linear it's not always like steady steps forward sometimes we feel that we're not getting anywhere when in fact in the background or inside of ourselves or in you know the quantum field or our energy everything is moving around and preparing ourselves preparing us for that next big leap or next big breakthrough that we just can't see yet so let's you know release the pressure of having to outperform ourselves on a yearly basis you can do that you can have those objectives if it's driving you forward and if it's positively exciting you towards a new goal but if it is just you know creating damaging thoughts making you feel like shit and make you feel anxious because you feel that you fell yourself we are just going to throw that out of the window as it's just not useful and also remember as a last word that things can shift in an instant and sometimes even having questions that don't have answers is very healthy and learning to stay with questions that don't have answers yet is something that is extremely liberating. I can trust that by surrendering, by letting go of control, that things will turn out to be fine, even though 
I'm wondering why and don't have an answer or I'm waiting for an opportunity and have no idea where it's going to come from but I am fine not knowing, not having that question answered for now or being confused uh, as to why things are happening in our lives specifically or why things are not working right now and not have an answer to that question. So this was this for today. I hope this was helpful. It's really easy to show the glowy, shiny, amazing, bubbly, unicorny part of the business. And I think, you know, it has so many positive ripple effects as in it shows opportunities to people that exist for themselves too and motivates them. But the other side of that coin is when we don't talk about these things that literally everyone experiences. And people, they don't not talk about it because they want to be sneaky or mean or they don't they want to hide stuff from you. It's because there is a lot of pressure that, you know, we have a reputation to maintain or what if potential clients or followers um, lose trust or what if, you know, saying this or that is not going to be coherent with the marketing I've learned from other marketers, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, once we can normalize and fully understand that everyone goes through these things, but they just might not be showing it from someone who just started their business to someone making six or seven or eight or nine figures. Once we understand it's just a normal part of the business that will inevitably happen at some point or the other, it's so liberating because we can take the weight off our shoulders and the pressure of having to be a certain way and if our business and our mood is not a certain way then we must be doing something wrong absolutely not when we can just accept that these things are normal just you know the way that sometimes you go for a run or play tennis or for a swim and you just have a bad day right your system is not is still sleeping it's still in bed you're trying to hit that ball over the net and it's just not really happening well the things we tell ourselves in those moments is hey it's just not my day today you know I'm not coordinated or I don't have a lot of endurance my lungs you know are still sleepy still snoozing uh, I'll just come back tomorrow tomorrow I'll come back next next week and it will be okay and if we can have that approach in business okay I'm having a face the launch didn't go as planned, bad launch, I'll try again and it will be fine. Or the last three months haven't really been the way I expected it, didn't get as many clients as I wanted. It was just, you know, a period like that, now let's move on and it will be better in the future. Having that neutrality is eventually what will allow us to reduce the period of lingering into not so great feelings. So I hope that this episode was helpful. If you feel that some people you know might, you know, be going through not so great times or just need the reassurance that it's going to be okay and that we all go through this, would absolutely love it if you could share the episode with them. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch 
slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the imposter syndrome terminator podcast.